Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is Heather Steinman, Chief Operating Officer for Pikes Peak United Way. How are you doing today, Heather? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for having me too. I really appreciate it. It's great to be out here uh, at the building. A lot of the times I'm stuck in the office, so anytime I get to get out of the office, it's always a win for me. Agreed. I I appreciate it. Uh, So today we're going to be discussing the ins and outs of Pikes Peak United Way and how they're putting American Rescue Plan Act grant funds to good use in the community. Uh, But first, if you're interested in more stories about ARPA funding throughout El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, But let's go ahead and get into it. I was wondering if you could start us off by sharing a little bit of background about Pikes Peak United Way. Uh, How long have you guys been here in El Paso County and what is the main mission for the United Way? So this is a really great timing because Pikes Peak United Way turned 100 this year. We started in 1922. Wow. And we have been through pandemics and wars and famines and tuberculosis scares (laughs) and uh, you name it. And what Pikes Peak United Way specifically and United Way across the country um, is known for is working with the community to fill gaps at any any given moment. Um, We started in 1922 with uh, when men were going to war and the women were going to work because there wasn't enough food and there was no daycare. And so, hence, that's what you now know as early childhood education was born. Um, And Pikes Peak United Way funded those programs. So finding those areas that um, are in the most need for the community so that the community can be successful is what we do best. We also have a strong um, hold and and work very hard to encourage philanthropy throughout the community um, for all nonprofits. Uh, we know that communities that give back are communities that are very successful. So as as you may or may not know, um, companies that have a mission, companies that have employees that give back, have a much higher retention rate, have um, a much higher satisfaction rate, uh, have a much pro- higher productivity rate, because uh, there's something bigger than themselves, um, and people can see outside of that. So uh, it's it's pretty fantastic to be part of a, a United Way team. Uh, what we focus on here currently is um, youth success, family stability, and health. Very good. And uh, tell me a little bit about the communities that you serve and then the people you serve. So um, our obviously our main area is El Paso County, but we through our two on one collaborative. Um, we also serve 12 other counties. Um, so we work with rural counties that may not have access to as many um, referrals or references uh, so that we can give them uh, additional support. Very good. And can you talk to me a little bit about what it means for Pikes Peak United Way to be considered a pillar within the within El Paso County? Uh, like you said, you guys have been around for 100 years. I think the name United Way means something to most people. Uh, what does that mean for you guys knowing that? Um, it, it's a, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> sure, um, sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it's important for us. One of the, the guiding principles of what United Way does is we are a convener where we have the ability to 
um, not only work with other nonprofits for a collective impact, but also to essentially fund other nonprofits. And when you have the ability to fund other nonprofits that are doing really, really good work, it allows you to have longstanding relationships. We have relationships that we've had for 100 years with other nonprofits. We've had nonprofit partnerships where we were the 80% of their funding their first three years, like Boys and Girls Club. Yep. Big names that you would know about, but they needed, a, they had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so when you're around for 100 years, you get to have this opportunity to really help lift other nonprofit organizations up. Um, and one of the, you know, we're kind of like the um, good housekeeping stamp of approval <laughs> when you look at it from a stance of, we vet every nonprofit mm-hmm. so that when you're giving your dollars, you know that those dollars are going to where you want them to go, to a nonprofit that is doing good work in the community. Sure. And uh, t- talking about dollars, I wanted to get into the American Rescue Plan Act uh, funds. Uh, you guys submitted a grant request to the county, just like everyone who received uh, money from El Paso County. Uh, Pikes Peak United Way was awarded $1.2 million of that ARPA funding. Uh, so can you talk to us about what that money has gone to fund? Sure. Um, we are working in the Southeast community on a project called the Family Success Center. And this has been about five years in the making. And um, as you know, uh, there are transportation issues when trying to get services uh, for families that are in most need. Mm-hmm. And um, where we identified the Family Success Center is in the, in the eye of that storm. Um, as you can imagine, if you had to get from the southeast side of town to the Garden of the Gods Service Center by bus on a three-hour trip there and back, you need, sure. to, take, you need to take the day off of work. Mm-hmm. And so what, how could we help some of these families receive the services that they need without having to take some of those um, days off of work so they could maintain uh, a high enough living standard for their families. And so the Family Success Center is located in a um, elementary school, Pikes Peak Elementary School. Pikes Peak Elementary School was closed from Harrison School District 2 due to low enrollment. And we have worked and partnered with them um, over the last couple of years. And Harrison said one day, well, what if you guys had the building and you ran it? Um, and so Graciously enough, and by a lot of uh, things working in the right direction, uh, we were able to um, partner with Harrison School District 2, where we will open a family success center. So what that looks like is a collaboration of a multiple um, nonprofit and some for-profit organizations that can service the community best. We went through a very in-depth process of communicating with the the community and finding out what the services that they most needed. Harrison School District 2 will have a GED, ESL, and adult learning program there. Um, the goal is we are working on opening a uh, child care drop-in center so that while you're using the center, you will be able to have your child in uh, care for a couple hours. So if you're taking a GED class, um, the, the premise of the Family Success Center is around education. It's around finding a pathway where you can go from either not having a high school diploma or a college degree to a certification program with a two-generational approach so that while you are working on bettering yourself, your child is also in a place that has safety and can do additional literacy training and things like that. Um, Karen Share Food Market, Sunnyside Market. Not sure if you're aware of Sunnyside Market, but it's fantastic. They will be there um, with great partners. We have Thrive uh, Southeast, which is a, a, a entrepreneurial program 
Uh, we have Spark Mindset, uh, which is a apprenticeship program uh, that gets people into C++ and security uh, training from an IT standpoint. Uh, mentally strong, a lot of mental health care. Um, CSU Utilities will be the only lobby where you can pay your utilities, but also talk about conservation. Uh, Peak Vista um, will be there from a standpoint of not having a full clinic, but a referral agency, but also being able to schedule appointments right there and then so they can get to their jet wheeling location. Um, we will be working with um, a nursing program. Uh, for another certification program. So as you can see, our we have a theme here um, <laughs> that we are really working towards just the betterment of the community in a sense that um, it, it really has a strong educational uh, lean with wraparound services so that families have the opportunity to live the life that they deserve to live um, and that kids can see their parents thriving and surviving. That's really great. And you mentioned a couple of those nonprofit organizations that you guys work with. I wonder if you could talk to me a little bit about what it means to have those partnerships with the local nonprofits and what that does for uh, just the people in the community, you uh, various nonprofits being able to work together uh, to help solve these different problems. Sure. Um, what's most powerful is when nonprofits come together because oftentimes they're very subject matter experts in a certain area. It could be domestic violence. It can be um, food insecurity. It can be mental health services. It could be um, child, uh, child care or um, you name that kind of gamut, clothing for um we have some great partnerships where, uh, with Assistance League where they help clothe the students that don't have the ability to do that within the school district. But um, So once you have those partnerships where people truly know what each other are doing, they find those pieces where that niche, where they can work together. And so this one's offering transportation and this one's offering funding for uh, medical training and they work together to get a, a, a grant that... Um, United Way may fund them to make sure that they can fill those gaps within the community. So the Family Success Center, is that something that is currently up and running or is that something that's being worked on right now? When do you see this uh, being uh, fully operational, I guess would be the way to put it. Sure. Um, uh, Pikes Peak Elementary closed in May. Mm -hmm. And so we have the adult education running um, with Harrison School District 2 currently. Uh, we have had a couple different programs within the Family Success Center. But as we are, as many people know, uh, when you are dealing with federal dollars, um, there are some hoops to jump through, which sure. uh, we're all we're happy to have and we're happy to jump through them. But uh, environmental assessments, um, construction, uh, supply chain, uh, we had hoped to be open around October, but we're probably looking more like January. Again, it will be a phased approach because it's really important that we have each nonprofit kind of come in understand what they need, um, not only from the building itself, but making sure that uh, their clientele base is is supported. And so you will kind of see it throughout the year, um, go from January to, to December of 2023, where we kind of really ramp up. Um, so, but we have a community barbecue, <laughs> November 10th already. Um, Very good. And Very so good. that will be happening. Very good. I'm wondering, too, if you can share a personal story uh, about someone who's been able to take advantage of services uh, that United Way helps to provide. Uh, maybe it, if it isn't appropriate, maybe not go into too many specifics, uh, but just something to help illustrate 
there are real people out there and they are really getting help from United Way. Sure, of course. Um, one of the programs that we specifically run is called Colorado Springs Promise, and uh, which is what helped build that relationship with Harrison School District too so deeply. We fund in partnership, as you were talking about, collaboration with Catholic Charities, two life coaches. One is um, out of Sierra High School and one is out of Centennial Elementary School. Um, but this this idea started at Mitchell High School um, and D11. And, um, and that's where we really, there was a lot of need. And the goal from that program and was essentially to increase um, graduation rates. Mm-hmm. And as we were increasing graduation rates, we identified that basic needs weren't met. And it's really hard to uh, graduate when you're homeless. And so we were working with families, with life coach, with, with partner in partnership with um, Catholic Charities. And um, those life coaches had about 20 families. One of the families, uh, female, uh, had been homeless uh, approximately the entire 18 years of her son's life, who was now a senior. And um, she had never had a checking account, didn't have a, uh, a solid home. Every time they went from a hotel to a friend's couch to a car. He never unpacked anything, never, because it just was too hard. Um, Working through that program, we were able to help her for the last two and a half years. She has been stably employed with a full-time job, with insurance, uh, with the same house, um, and the same room for her son, and and she opened her first checking and savings account. So from a person that was struggling for 18 years, to be able to have someone to walk alongside them uh, really made an impactful difference. And he graduated. He graduated six months late, but he graduated, which is still a huge, huge thing. And so um, those are the type of things that we're doing on Life Changing uh, in partnership with many other nonprofits throughout the the city. And... If I may say, that's only one of multiple programs that you guys offer. Are there any other programs that United Way offers uh, that you feel would be important for our listeners to know about? Yeah, I'd love to talk about our two one one. Two one one. Many people will say, oh, "I don't know about two one one." You don't tend to know about two one one if you don't need two one one. But two one one is designed to take some of the heavy lift off nine one one when it's non emergency in the sense of life or death. Okay. Um, it's emergency for many families when their utilities is cut off or their rent is, sure. um, they're going to be evicted. Or But when we're talking about from a 911 versus a 211 standpoint, the goal of 211 is that we are a bilingual um, referral uh, call center that allows people to call in with any of their needs from seniors that need additional food or, or housing to families that have uh, are looking for help with their car because it just broke down recently and they can't get to work to you name it 2400 different agencies that we refer to um, many of them nonprofit agencies local locally here that do great work um, and with that one of the great things about 211 is we get about 40,000 calls a year and during the pandemic and during covid we took all of public health calls for wow. the county. Wow. <laughs> and so we were the main call center. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, when a time of um, emergency, Waldo Canyon, plane crash, windstorm, we become the emergency center for all the information so that you're, 
where, where do I go for this? Or what roads are closed? Or what is being evacuated? Or where are the warming shelters? Or, you know, anything like that. So um, we have a really great system that allows us to work incredibly closely with the city and the county to be really effective for the um, community members here locally. And then on top of that, uh, we know what the most presenting need in any zip code uh, in all 12 counties that we serve at any given moment of any day. And we share that readily with anyone that would like to know. Uh, we have nonprofits that oftentimes reach out to us to say, hey, I'm really curious about this piece of information, um, and we're happy to share that. And what that really allows us to do from a nonprofit standpoint and from United Way standpoint when we talk about convening is identify gaps in the community. And when we are funding nonprofit organizations and we're seeing these gaps, we look for organizations that work together to fill some of these gaps, and then we can you know, go out, raise money for those gaps, and then fund those nonprofit organizations. So you mentioned a little bit before how companies offer opportunities for their employees to help out people in the community. If organizations, if companies are interested in working with the United Way for that sort of thing, how can they go about doing that? So I would encourage them to visit our website, but what we call that is a workplace campaign. And we can design it any way any company organization wants. Um, sometimes it is uh, a coat drive. Sometimes it is a payroll deduct and people can give a certain amount of um, every paycheck. And it's one of those things you don't have to think about at the end of the year when you're like, oh, I went to give to my favorite organization. We have 343 nonprofit agencies that you can designate through us. Um, and of course, you can always give to programs that we are currently doing. But even more importantly, when I talk about those gaps in the community, mm -hmm. you can give to that. When you have the opportunity to give to the Community Investment Fund, which is what United Way runs, it allows us to have a more of a collective impact on our community. Um, as I talked about those gaps, we can see where the most funding needs to go, and uh, those dollars go directly to those organizations that we can see our, that we understand that our community truly needs. Um, so from a workplace campaign, you can get involved there. If you are someone that volunteers, we have hundreds of volunteer opportunities every single day um, because we have a platform that is called GivePulse. And we would encourage you to get on that platform. We host all of our partner um, volunteer opportunities on that as well. So it's not just United Way's volunteer opportunities. It's, it's the whole community of volunteer opportunities. So if you are someone that's like, I'm really into food distributions. I can't wait to go do that. Or I want to adopt a kid for Christmas because that's really important to me. Or I want to do a creek, creek, creek clean up, <laughs> if I can say that correctly. Um, you know, we have all of those different opportunities. So you can find something that really speaks to you. And that's something that individuals can find by going to the website? They can go to, yep, pikespeakunitedway.org. Great. And then if I am someone who is needing services, if I'm looking for help, uh, not quite sure where to go, uh, what would you suggest? How can people find those services through United Way? Call 211. We can help you at any given time. And we are open from eight to five. There's also a um, opportunity to leave a message. And that's the first thing we do in the morning is call back anyone that has left a message overnight that needs additional assistance. Um, but our navigators will work tirelessly with you to get you to the right place um, with the right references and the right referrals. And then lastly, is there anything else that you would like to share that you think would be important for listeners to know about uh, United Way, about the Family Success Center, uh, anything that we've talked about today? I just uh, am very humbled to be here. Um, thankful to the county for the dollars that 
or able to make this uh, become a reality. It's not always uh, that these type of large projects that are going to have such a huge impact in the community get um, the footing that they need because the dollars just aren't there. Uh, the community has come out in, in great support of the Family Success Center, and United Way is, um, as I said, we're turning 100, and we are incredibly humbled and thankful to be in this community um, and, and grateful for what we get to do every day. Well, thank you, Heather. I really appreciate you taking the time today. It's been great to be able to come here and learn more about United Way and the programs that you guys are working on. Great. Thank you so much. So if you are interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can search for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.